Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello everyone and welcome to another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Laura Edwards and I'm a GP and one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs and today I'm joined by Dr Andy Purbrick and Dr Sue Warren and we're going to be exploring about what offers there are to support GPs at the moment. Welcome Sue and welcome Andy. So Sue is one of the clinicians at Practitioner Health. She's also an appraiser and a former GP partner and Andy Perbrick is a GP partner and also one of the other medical directors at Wessex LMCs. Thank you both for joining today. Thank you. Thank you. So Andy do you want to tell us a little bit about the support offers out there including the Wessex LMCs GP support and development scheme? Yeah, really. Um, if I talk about the LMC first, so Wessex LMCs has had a long informal pastoral role, really, uh, offering support to GPs. But a, a, a number of years ago, we decided there was a need to establish a more formal offer for Wessex LMCs members. Uh, and this led to the establishment of the GP Support and Development Scheme. And really, that was in response to a perceived gap in the system on the backdrop of seeing increasing numbers of GPs coming forward seeking LMC support for issues relating to burnout, mental health issues, career dilemmas and uncertainty, uh, and also performance issues and rising complaints and the consequences of those complaints on the doctors. Uh, and we felt that there was resource out there to address some of these issues, but, but people needed a, a, a help signposting and accessing um, the offers that were out there. Uh, we produced a booklet which summarises all of the support, support that's out there and that's called Support for GPs and it's available on our website. Um, and then the GP uh, support and development offer um, really, I would say, offers a friendly ear in the form of a one-to-one -one conversation with one of the LMC medical directors. We're all practising GPs, so we're living the, living the pain, as it were, uh, and experiencing the stresses that, that are out there on the front line. Uh, and any GP in Wessex can access our GP support and development service via our confidential email address, which is available on the website. Uh, and we can help access and signpost uh, to mental health support, counselling, coaching we can link in with maternity coaching which is something that we've been offering more more recently we can give guidance and support for practitioners that are undergoing the performance process through nhs england we can give uh, support around complaints and we can give informal careers advice as well and if we don't know the answers we can usually signpost you to someone that can from a mental health point of view there have been a number of positive offers recently. In days gone by, really, for GPs, the only option uh, was to see their own GP uh, and then access mental health services at a local level or, in some instances, seek special dispensation to get support uh, uh, from a, a neighbouring CCG. But recently, we've seen a development of the BMA Wellbeing Service uh, NHS looking after you too, but perhaps a game changer really is being practitioner health. Uh, and like all new services, this has uncovered a, a large amount of unmet need. We're seeing more and more doctors accessing practitioner health. It's given doctors permission to come forward, admit they need help and accept that help and support in what's seen as a safe environment without the fear of stigma or consequence. Um, I'm really pleased that Sue is here today to talk about this amazing service. So without further ado, I'll hand over to her 
to tell us a bit more about the service that she works in. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Laura, um, for having me to speak to everyone. I'm passionate about practitioner health. Um, I, I've done the day job, so I know what it's like. I still work as a locum and there's a lot of pressure out there. Practitioner Health was um, set up about 13 years ago by Claire Gerarda, who was um, in response to a doctor that killed herself and her baby. Um, and Claire set the service up initially in London, but now it's nationwide. It's a free confidential service for doctors, but just been expanded to everyone grade eight and above in the health service. Um, and it, it, you self-refer, you can self-refer to it. Um, easy to do, um, you can fill a form in on the website or you can ring the office. The, how it works is that a doctor self-refers. They ask to fill a form in and also we do a PHQ and a GAD score. And then they can get, then they access to the app and then they can choose a clinician to, such as me who they want to see now because of zoom and um, coronavirus they can choose any doctor in the country so it doesn't have to be a local gp the service is confidential and it's unless there's anything that breaks gmc guidelines i.e if the if they're suicide you know they're going to acute effects for their life or they're endangered to their patients um it's not a thing we break easily. Um, some people get very worried about the thoughts of the GMC. I think they've had one person in 10 years that they've had to talk to the GMC about. There's a memorandum of understanding and we have someone on, we have someone who, who knows, the GM, who works a lot with the GMC. Um, we look after doctors with mental health issues and um, also addictions. Um, so we see all, all kinds of people. We are currently having a high volume of doctors, un unsurprisingly. Um, and the demographic has slightly changed. It was older doctors, but now we're seeing quite a lot of young female doctors in the age of 30 to 40. All specialities, um, beginning to see quite a few anaesthetists, but I met a lot of people we're seeing are GPs and psychiatrists. Um, we you book an initial appointment it's one and a half hours with someone like me which sounds a bit boring you've got to talk to me for one and a half hours and for a gp who does 10 minute consultations that seems forever but actually it goes quite quickly and i think one of the absolute joys of the service is that you could speak to another doctor who under who would understand what what being a doctor is like most of us are gps few psychiatrists and they very they choose people that are um, passionate about being working for practitioner health um, and we try to be very non-judgmental non and just be there with you so we have a meeting and then we go to an, um, an MDT it's either a MDT or an MDT so every patient goes through the London office and the, at the MDT is an admin person and a psychiatrist or a clinical psychologist and then we come up with an action plan um, the action plan can vary depending on what's happening. Often it is um, working with the doctor to see what they want to do. We try not to enforce anything onto doctors. They're often quite distressed and a bit lost. So sometimes they might need time off work, but they might need permission to take permission for themselves to take time off work. We often prescribe medication. We can give the first prescription um, and we very strongly encourage them to carry that on with their, their general practitioner the other thing we can do is we can access either um M uh, cbt which is very good for treating anxiety as a lot of doctors present with anxiety 
or we can do short intervention psychotherapy. The therapists we use are fantastic. I, I, they're so clever. They, they, um, I don't know if anyone, doctors aren't very used to having therapy, but it's, it's amazing um, the results they get. And they're used to working with doctors. So they're used to, when the doctor says they're fine, we know they're not particularly fine. There's a lot of resources on the website. People can go on the website and listen to conferences such as the Wounded Healer, and a lot of it is about doctor and doctors and their health. Um, it, and it's, and the, the, the organisation looks after us as well. We, we have bailing groups, we have regular meetings, all the clinicians, we have access to the senior clinician running the service. So um, as a clinician, I feel very safe working there because often we do hold risks with doctors. So... I've strongly encouraged people to go there and I think I still think people don't know about it and there's some stigma attached to it. I would agree. I would agree that people perhaps don't know about it. Um, I think I would want to feedback that we've had lots of people we know go through it because we've signposted and um, all of them have come back and said they've had a fantastic experience through practitioner health and have found it really supportive. We've had really good feedback about it. Um, I just want to echo um, and build on some of what you've said. I think it's open. I'm right in saying it's open to GP trainees and it's also now open, open to practice managers as well. Isn't yeah, it? practice managers, physios, nurses, they say grade eight and above, but actually Actually, um, if there's no support from the local workforce centres, then we are seeing people below that grade. So I think um, practice managers who are going through a great deal of stress at the moment, so we're beginning to see them coming through as well. But mainly our main work is doctors at the moment. And the other thing I just wanted to pick up on, which might have caused people anxiety, is the MDTs that it goes through. My understanding is that people are given a case reference number, and so yes. they, are, they aren't named in those MDT meetings. It's all I, done anonymously. It's only the doctor that sees them that knows who that person is. I think the MDT, they do know the name because they have access to the notes, but it, it is one of the a psychiatrist in London or a, a psychologist in London. It's not anybody local, but they would have access to the notes. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, so but, but it's very small but, numbers of people who are. Yeah, there's only two two people at the MDT with the doctor. That's it, and it's it's to provide safety and to provide a good service to that doctor. And as you said, people can choose the clinician. So again, it's not no one, none of the other clinicians know in practitioner health who the patients are at all. No, none of the other none of the other doctors know who the patients are. We all carry our caseloads, and the only correspondence is with one of the senior clinicians in London. Great. If we need if we need any support. It's really reassuring for people because it's really we know it's really difficult for doctors to come forward with this stuff so I think confidentiality is really highly prized um so um, I think it's just helpful to to go through that so um thank you any other questions that, from you Andy at all uh what I was just wondering whether um Stuart's seen an increase in uh, in uh, male doctors coming forward because traditionally um us men have been probably the worst people to access this sort of support, you know, with that slightly macho image and uh, constantly in denial. So uh, would you say that it's opened up an unmet need for, for, for men and they felt... We are, they, we are seeing men, but there's predominantly more women than men. And then the other thing we do is we have, we have, um, we have groups of, of self-help groups as well that we can refer people to. So there's, we're, we're trying to set one up for um, uh, people, IMGs, because they sometimes have a lot, a lot of different issues. 
Um, and there are various groups that we can, that we can refer into as well to give extra support. Your journey would be with your case, with your doctor, with your clinician, and we follow people all the way through on it um, and see them after, during therapy and after therapy. And can we just have a rough indication of waiting times if someone did want to refer themselves in? How long would they? Don't know. It's variable. We try to get it quite quickly within a week or so to be seen. That's really helpful. And there is a crisis text line as well. Yeah, there's a thing called shout and anyone can access that, even though they're not under practitioner health. We Google um, practitioner health NHS and there's a text number and that's 24 hours a day. Great. So to find it, they go, they search practitioner health on Google and it will take you to the website. You can self-refer on that. And just to reiterate again, it's free. It's a free service and it is confidential. It sits outside of the NHS. It's with your permission that information is shared back with your GP. Yes, we ask for, we ask for permission for good medical practice to share with your GP. Um, we do ask for that as well. So, well, but people go. can refuse. Yeah, so that's that option is there. Thank you so much, Sue. That is really helpful to hear about. Um, and we're coming to the end of the podcast now. We wanted to mention another couple of things um, before we went, which we touched upon, which was um, NHS looking after you too. So practitioner health is if, if you're under any kind of mental distress and there is no threshold. I would say that again, um, it's up to you. If you are in distress, then you are able to access practitioner health and that service. But if you're not in distress, but perhaps you're at a dilemma at a crossroads, or just need that impartial space to think through, um, then there is a brilliant offer from NHS looking after you too. This came out at the beginning of the pandemic, but NHS England have realised that it is absolutely fantastic and very much needed by the workforce. And this is a coaching offer. It's open to all GPs and it's also open to staff as well and um, through the teams. So there's a one offer for teams where you can have up to three people on a coaching call or also um, uh, for GPs, then it's there as well. The sessions are free of charge. They sit, um, again, they're confidential and there's fantastic access to it so it's online they have sessions available between 8 a.m and 10 p.m monday to friday and on saturdays and sundays between 10 a.m and 6 p.m the first session lasts up to 45 minutes and you can have other uh, ses further sessions i think up to three um, if you needed them i think they're really really great again we've had brilliant feedback from them of people finding it really helpful to just have a space that's all about them that they get to have a conversation about where they are and perhaps something they're struggling with I'd recommend it for GP trainees who are coming towards the end of their training. Um, perhaps that's a crossroads for you, thinking about what you're going to do, get yourself organised, how you're going to approach finding a job, what, what your priorities and values are. All of that time and space to think. And again, in general practice, we're seeing it's really busy at the moment. And we know that you are people outside of general practice. So again, to those sessions, you could bring something that's happening in the rest of your life that is causing you stress or challenge that you're perhaps juggling with work as well. So we hear really good things about that. I'd highly recommend that. And again, just find that on Google, NHS looking after you too. And lastly, we wanted to touch on the BMA wellbeing offer. This is something that's been funded that the BMA are providing through them. So you don't have to be a member to access that at all. It's, it's open to any doctor. Um, they have counselling. They have counselling that's there 24-7 that you can ring and speak to a counsellor. Um, and also they have slightly more structured counselling. So if you needed counselling after an event, let's say what you've been through during the pandemic, um, then after a, a brief assessment, which is about 10 to 20 minutes, um, then they will access for you six up to six uh, sessions of counselling with a professional counsellor. 
So just to mention that offer is out there as well. And to reiterate, then all of this is included in the fantastic booklet that Andy has mentioned that's been put together by the LMC that's on our website called Support for GPs. You can have a look through there and these offers are included and also all sorts of other support offers that are out there. Thank you very much, Sue and Andy, for joining me today in this podcast. We do hope that you found this helpful and that if you or any of your colleagues need support, that you now know where to look. Thank you very much. And we look forward to having you on another podcast soon. Bye bye.